You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, thank you for joining me. And uh, I, I believe I really have a rhema word uh, for you today. And this, what I want to talk to you about has really been something that has over the years really begin to come into more focus in my life. And uh, when we go through some very traumatic seasons in our life that are really spiritually conceived, if we don't wind up understanding the purpose for which God brought us through that season, a lot of times then we never walk in the effectiveness of what it, it should bring in our life. And there has to be, we have to understand why we go through things that we go through. And so I, I want to start in the book of Luke. And um, this is the, what we would call the Christmas story. It's in Luke chapter 1. And this is where the angel Gabriel has come and he is talking to Mary. In verse 28, it says in Luke 1, he says, The angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. Not just favored, highly favored. The Lord is with thee, and you are blessed among women. So he's telling, he said, Mary said, you're highly favored. He said, you may not know it, but God is with you. And he said, you are blessed among all the women. He said, you are blessed. And verse 30, again, he says, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And you're going to conceive in your womb. You're going to bring forth a son. You're going to call his name Jesus. And then he begins to describe what Mary is birthing in the earth. He says, Your son's going to be great. He's going to be called the son of of the highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, <clears throat> and of his kingdom there shall be no end. My, what a marvelous word. And so, you know, if any of us had a visitation like that from the Lord, we would think, oh my goodness, this is my greatest purpose. This is how I'm going to advance the kingdom of God. And I'm sure Mary felt the same way. She said, oh my, I'm special. God told me that I'm not just favored, I'm highly favored and that he's with me and, and that among all the women, he picked me and I'm blessed. And then the angel comes and begins to talk to me about what this wonderful ministry or what this wonderful contribution that I'm going to make to the kingdom of God. And I'm sure she felt like this is my purpose. This is why I'm on the earth. This is why God has created me. It's because he's going to use me to do something so phenomenal. Now, we skip over to the next chapter, chapter 2 and <clears throat> verse 35. And um, in fact, verse 34, this is where they have brought Jesus into the temple and he's going to be dedicated. And Simeon, who has been waiting for Jesus to show up, 
in verse 34, it says, And Simeon blessed them, speaking of Mary, Joseph, and, and Jesus. And he said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set, or he is positioned, for the fall and the rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against it. <clears throat> and, of course, that's another good word. But this is the key verse. Verse 35. Yea, he's speaking specifically now to Mary, not about Jesus. He says, A sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts, and this is why, he says, so that the thoughts of many hearts can be revealed. Thank the new King James says, A sword shall pierce through thy own heart, that the thoughts of many hearts shall be revealed. This is what I'm going to talk to you about. Sometimes the most painful time in our life, when it's relating to ministry and our purpose, sometimes what we think <clears throat> is the most painful and the darkest time of our life turns out to be our greatest contribution to the kingdom of the Lord. And with Mary, <clears throat> she, she had to bring Jesus into the earth. And, and for that, that required, you know, the visitation of the angel and the blessing of the Lord and the favor of God and, the, and the, her being chosen from among many women. She had to bring forth that child into the earth. But for the fullness of Mary's purpose, her ministry, her contribution to the kingdom of God to really be realized and fulfilled, she had to go through a time where it looked like what she had birthed was a failure. And so if we fast forward now, Jesus is now 33 years old. And he's hanging on a cross. And he's been rejected by everyone. And Mary, I don't know, she's somewhere around maybe 47, 48 years old. In our, in our day, that would not be that old. And Mary is standing there. And she's watching... Jesus die a slow, torturous death. And the Bible is being fulfilled now because in her heart, as she's watching Jesus die, it's like there is a sword that has just pierced her heart and rend it in two from the pain of what she's seen. And what God was requiring from her was, Mary, you got to be willing to have your own heart pierced so that the hearts of many can be revealed. And in that dark moment, when she saw Jesus being, when she seen him die, and her own heart is being rent now, that sword is piercing her, the pain that she's going through, she does not realize that she is now in the preface of seeing the greatest visitation of heaven on the earth getting ready to happen. 
And it wasn't long after that that we know that Jesus rose from the dead. And he, he appears to his mother. And out of this dark, dark time of Mary's heart being broken, all of a sudden, in a moment, God restores. And the baby that she held in her arms became the God who held her in his. Hallelujah. And all of that pain and all of that sorrow, that heart being brokenness, God required her to watch her own son die. Because of that, the hearts of many men became revealed. The difficulties that, that you and I go through, you know, uh, in the natural world, death is always considered the end. But in the spirit realm, many times death is the birthing. It's the beginning of something. That's the principles of God. I'll give you another example of, of the principle I'm talking about. Uh, when John the Baptist, you know, the Bible says that he was in the wilderness till the day of his revealing. And when he comes forth, he has a powerful ministry and thousands of people are flocking to him. And, and many are asking him, are you the Christ? Nobody has ever affected Jerusalem and Judea like John the Baptist. I mean, there's, he's just bold and he's declaring uh, with an anointing on him. And one of the reasons why he's been filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. And so he is preparing the way for the Lord. And so you would think with the thousands that are flocking to him and, and he's preaching repentance and he's, and he's declaring there's one coming after me who is before, preferred before me and I'm not even worthy to untie his shoes. You would think that this would be the apex of John the Baptist's ministry. This is, this, how could you be more effective than that right there? And yet if you fast forward uh, not too long, John only, only ministers about six months. And then all of a sudden he begins to feel this shift in his spirit. And he begins to realize that I have to decrease. That my ministry is not going to continue on. And he said this about himself and Jesus. He said, He's coming, he's the Lamb of God. He said, but for Jesus' ministry to increase in the earth, he said, I have to decrease. And he winds up in prison, and we know that his head eventually is cut off. And we, we look at John, and it looks like that what he has contributed to the kingdom is over that his greatest days are behind him. But I can tell you this, that John probably advanced the kingdom more than any other time in his life when he was in his darkest time, when he thought that it was, he even questioned himself because he sent his disciples to Jesus and he said, ask them, are you the one? You know, the enemy will, in, in, the, in the moments, in the valleys that you and I live in, and, 
and we go through those from time to time. But generally, there's going to be one season in your life that would define the rest of your life. Um, you know, I, I've operated in the prophetic for since I was 34 years old, and um, I'm 69. So somewhere around, I don't know, 34, 35 years. The the greatest impact I've had in the earth is through my prophetic ministry. But I pastored and preached for years before I ever stood in the office of the prophet and thought, well, this is all there is. And then I went through the darkest time of my night life and my, I quit preaching. I, you know, I never quit serving the Lord, but uh, just circumstances, it, it killed, I thought, my ministry, and I, and I went back to fitting pipe, working as, as a pipe fitter, and thought I'll never preach again. But there, it had to, the ministry that I had had to die for Jesus Christ to be lifted up. Some of you that I'm talking to, you're in a season where you think it's over, and that my my abilities to advance the kingdom of God and my effectiveness, they're past, my best days are gone. No, many, many times, God will take you to, through the season of what you think is the end and is death of your abilities because it's in that moment that you're getting ready to release your greatest impact in the kingdom of the Lord. And when John, uh, he died in prison, He's no longer baptizing, but Jesus said this about John. He said, there has never, ever been a greater prophet than John the Baptist. John's death, what it, you know what it did? It released the ministry of Jesus. It wasn't, he thought maybe the thousands I'm baptizing and proclaiming that there's one coming after me who's before me, that was my impact. No. It was your death, it was, your, it was his decreasing that released, hallelujah, the ministry of Jesus in the earth. You know, we've read the scripture, and set a corn of wheat, fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. And uh, for some reason, God has chosen one of these as the laws of the spirit world, that something has to die before it reaches its greatest purpose. And, you know, actually a seed, it never dies. What happens is it goes into obscurity, it goes into darkness, uh, it's hidden, but it's that setting is what allows it to be released from its confinement, the purpose of God that's in that seed. In the darkest time of its existence, it explodes out. And the purpose of God is released. I want to end by just talking about Jesus a little bit. Um, the Bible says, you know, he is our example. And um, Jesus had a phenomenal ministry. 
and he, you know, from the raising of the dead and the blind people and the leprosy and, and the revelation and the 12 disciples that he raised up, all of these things, my goodness, you know, one writer, I think it was John said, I suppose that if <clears throat> you wrote down everything that Jesus did, that the world could not contain all the books that it would take to chronicle God's contribution through Christ in the earth. And so we, we look at Jesus and he did amazing things. But the greatest impact that Jesus' life had against the kingdom of darkness and to release the fullness of God's, his Father's purpose in the earth was in his darkest time. When he's hanging on a cross, it looks like it's over. Even his friends have forsaken him. Disciples have forsaken him except for John. And it looks like the enemy's won. That is when Jesus made his greatest impact because the moment that he died, hallelujah, the purpose of heaven exploded in the earth. Graves opened up. Old Testament saints were released from, from Sheol and the glory of God, hallelujah, the, the purpose of God was finished in the earth and authority was taken back from the devil and is released, hallelujah, to Jesus. And, and the resurrection was the result of Jesus being willing to go through a dark time in his life. My wife has a wonderful ministry called The Bridge, and it's had such an impact, not just in Nashville, but in many, many places. And there are a lot of people today that got saved off of the streets because of that. But it didn't start when she was successful. She went from singing with uh, the Gaithers and flying on a private jet and singing before thousands of people to wind up in a dark room in depression, not singing. But see, in that death of what she had done in the past was what God used to birth what she would do in the future. The average lifespan of most ministries that she does, the type are three years, and she's just entered into her 20th year. I want to say this to you by the Holy Ghost. Don't you think, don't you dare give up. Don't you let the devil tell you that that because it looks like it's dead that I'm done. No, it could be, hallelujah, that the darkest moment of your life is going to turn out to be the greatest contribution that you are ever going to make to the kingdom of the Lord. And God is faithful. He will not leave you alone. He will not give up. So you're going to have to be willing to go through some painful times, but it's out of that. He who goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again, rejoicing, bringing his seed with his sheaves with him. Well, I pray this has been a help to you today. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you next week. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. 
And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.